Hello, it is December 9th, a massive day, massive announcement. Let's get right to it. I can't thank you all enough. 771 days ago, I retired from the NFL after another Pro Bowl season. Now, I was staring down my third surgery in four years, but there was a lot of other things happening behind the scenes that made me question a lot of things. I didn't want to focus on kicking a ball when the offense failed anymore. I wanted to spend my time chasing fulfillment, although the NFL was awesome. I'm incredibly grateful for being a part of the NFL. It reset all the bills for my family and my friends, but I wanted to chase fulfillment. I wanted to chase that feeling that you get whenever somebody disappears from their life for a moment and has a smile. I wanted to chase the philanthropic goals that everybody has to make the world a better place. I wanted to chase something alongside my friends. When I retired from the NFL, there was some skeptics, obviously. Look, somebody needs to stage an intervention. People who know this guy, get to him now. Make him put his helmet back on and get to camp. And although I had 750,000 Twitter followers, I'd already done a full stand-up tour. I had my own show, my own podcast, a merch store. Not one network was interested whenever I reached out and said, Hey, I'm retiring. Would you mind having a punter on your air? So much so that I was actually going to build my own app, have the wireframe still at this point. I was going to charge one buck a month and I was going to create podcasts and content that my people that followed me on Twitter would potentially get to enjoy. I just wanted to have a good time in retirement because now no networks wanted me. I'll have to build my own goddamn thing. Dave Portnoy, Erica Nardini found out about this, reached out to me and said that I would be the perfect person to potentially come work at Barstool. Since no other network wanted me, come to Barstool, you can learn the internet, and then maybe you can go on and do your own thing. I didn't want to move to New York. I wanted to live in Indiana. So we had Barstool Heartland, an umbrella company under Barstool, and we got a chance to learn about how the internet operates. And although I wasn't there, I was incredibly lucky to be a part of that company in the time that I was there, when I was there, and how I was there. I broke off, did my own thing, and my group of men, who I am so incredibly proud of dudes that quit their jobs to move to indiana to chase this dream of creating entertainment to creating content to making an escape for people every single day boys committed their entire being to this office we've been going dolo now as our own independent operation for about three years and every single day, the boys will come in here with the same mindset, the same mission. We want to work hard and we want to create shit that makes people forget about life for a little bit. And if we end up making money, sweet. I mean, obviously, you need to do such a thing. It was in this office, obviously, that I practiced jumping off of the top there onto this crash pad so that whenever I was in a war games match, I wouldn't break my fucking back. It was in the same office that Billy McComas tackled a trash can right here in the middle of our COVID Olympics in the office. It's in this office right over there where Gumpy debuted his new haircut. That was just yesterday. Looks good, Gump. This office is a melting pot of opinions, of people, of cultures, of backgrounds, of socioeconomic statuses. And this office has been the greatest thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life. I never thought that I would be a boss, an entrepreneur, a businessman, what? Contract negotiator, what? I never thought that I would do any of that, but once you start doing it, you start realizing that you're not just looking out for them, they're looking out for you. My group of guys 
were on planes six times a week because I thought it was the right decision to be on Get Up, Thursday Night Football, and College Game Day while still having an everyday show, losing a million dollars for our company, but because I thought the exposure would potentially lead people back to our show, which would potentially grow our audience, grow our community, and hopefully inevitably create more fulfillment as we make people's lives a little bit better. When I decided to take a WWE opportunity and they were down in the Thunderdome in Tampa Bay, Florida, we bought a house, Zito put an entire studio in the living room, didn't blink, had a show, didn't just have a show, had our biggest show, our draft spectacular where 137,000 people watched along as we did the dumbest draft content in the history of draft content, but we were three times larger than anybody else that was going live at the same time. All because Zito, Foxy, and all the boys said, yeah, we can make this happen. That's kind of what we've done this entire time. Just make it happen. Couldn't have done it without all of you. I couldn't have done it without all the boys. And although the future wasn't always figured out for us, to be clear, I've always been a checkers player, not a chess player. Everybody kind of dogs the checkers mentality where you're just trying to get over whatever's in front of you because that's where your full focus is. And then you worry about the next move when you get there and all you're trying to do is get to the back row, king me, then you're coming back. That's how I've always viewed it. What is right in front of us right now? Where do we need to go? And there's probably been much better leaders of people that have been able to kind of zoom out and have this entire grand vision. For us, we didn't have a blueprint. We didn't have an idea. We just knew that we were a group that would be on the same page and go for it. And now I'm here to tell you the big announcement. After one negotiation, what? This is a rather huge call. That first negotiation was setting the table, by the way. You know, I was wearing cowboy boots. I was sitting down right over there, just setting the table on what the expectations were from either side between FanDuel and I, knowing in the world that we live what sports gambling is gonna become and what our show is. Then it led to a second negotiation where I actually said this in the middle of the negotiation, this is actual clip from the second negotiation. To be candid and transparent, this is a hilarious amount of money. Okay, somebody like me is not supposed to be getting this money, but I also know that this money is gonna to go to somebody. Then there was follow-up emails and texts, and it led to a phone call where I was sitting in fucking Kansas that said, hey, we have agreed to terms. Finally, after reading through the contract alongside CFO Phil, who has been an absolute stud reader since we were in second grade, literally together, in gate, gifted, in talented education, I believe is what it is. Phil is always at the top of the class. He was reading these contracts. I was reading these contracts. We were sending question marks back on the contract. What does this mean? Can you please send that back in English, please? We did not go to any law schools. An agreement was met and it is historic. And what I said in the second negotiation is still true to this day. We just got paid an absurd amount of money. And what that money says is they don't own our company at all. FanDuel is still our exclusive sportsbook partner, but they just want us to lock in the fact that we will continue to do this show how we want to do it, maybe in a bigger way in the FanDuel igloo, which we will be moving into in about four or five months for at least three years. Four-year deal, three-year opt-out. We want to keep the show how it is. We would like to fund it. We want to be the exclusive sports book of that show. So I am here to say that not only did we just get broken off, we found a little consistency. 
We'll be doing this show for the time to come. We'll be doing it hopefully in a bigger way. We'll be doing it our own way. We'll still have all of our other partners. They're giving us money to go on live show events and make live shows happen around the country so we can get out and meet everybody. I can't fucking wait for it. And whenever you get an entire bag of cash, okay, this is a big one. And I don't think I need to say the exact amount of money. It'll get leaked out. But big shout out to everybody who has come before us in this particular field who did their negotiations with their companies because it really set the table for all of us. And shout out to all of the internet companies who have run their own thing for a long time, all of the truly actual independent companies who've had to grind. I know there's a lot of shows out there right now that are small. We were once very, 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 very small. You have just as much talent as everybody else. You're more talented than the people that just get viewers whenever they're on TV. Keep grinding, keep going. We kept going, and now we get a chance to, you know, that McDuck thing into the gold coins. When you get too much money, you know, like quarterback money, what the fuck do you do with it? You know, what do you do? And there's a lot of reflection, you know, a lot of time with my wife, a lot of time with my friends saying, hey, I think we're about to get paid this amount of money from just this company let alone all of our other partnerships, our merch company, our live touring potential, everything else. This is the amount of money we're about to get from this company just so we continue to gamble there. What are we supposed to do with that? It's time to give back, baby. I've reflected upon my life. Who made me? Who helped me get to where I am right now? Who helped create the human that I am that maybe, you know, wasn't always the easiest to deal with? I was a wild child, an active child. I was never scared to tell somebody to go fuck themselves, literally since I was a little kid. So whenever I looked back upon my life, I knew that there was a lot of places that helped create me, a lot of people that helped create me, and I wanted to give back in a big way. First things first, I grew up playing soccer, from area soccer. Let's go ahead and give them $200,000. I went and played youth football over there for about three weeks. It introduced me to the game. I was pretty good. Tone Diggs was my teammate. Look at that photo. Let's go ahead and give them $150,000. Hey, there's a youth lacrosse now in Plumborough. Oh my God, I want them to do well. Let's give them $150,000. Youth wrestling in Plum, let's give them $100,000. Youth basketball in Plum, let's give them $100,000. Youth baseball, I didn't play, but CFO Phil did, and now Lil Phil does. Let's give them $100,000. And for the high school and junior high athletes, I think it's only right that we're all Mustangs here. I had a great time playing high school sports. I was honored to represent my high school. I used to get a lot of things said to me by opposing teams fans because of where I came from. And I never really thought that, you know, athletics was the, the priority in anybody's minds at Plum High School. I might've been wrong. So I reached back out to the high school and said, how can we help? How can we make this happen? And we reached out directly to the teams and the boosters to keep out the school board and the superintendent and all that. How do we get the money to go directly to the teams and to the players and to the kids that could potentially be future me's? How do we keep people in sports through high school? How do we keep people engaged and active? How do we make their life better? Oh, okay, quick. We'll have a $2 million, we're all Mustangs here fund that they can tap into via an email if they want new swag, new travel, new this, new that. Whatever can make high school athletes' lives better at Plum, they can tap into it, apply for it, and get at least $2 million. That thing's probably going to keep going until the end of time. That's pretty sweet. Where'd I go after Plum? Well, I went down to Morgantown, West Virginia. And there was this place in Morgantown, West Virginia, where I learned what it felt like to serve the community. Bill Stewart, 
was a man who was one of my coaches, rest in peace. He was a tight ends coach and special teams coordinator my first three years, then my senior year became a head coach, and he was always big, and he gave back to the community. So there was this children's hospital directly across the street from Island Pushkar Stadium, where players would get to go over there and interact with the kids that were much tougher than all of us, and see how it felt to give back and put a smile on their face. It was the first place I ever truly served the community. So we gotta give them a million dollars. Then when I come out to Indianapolis, Indiana, there was one man on the team that was nice to me, that shouldn't have been nice to me. And he even told me like, hey, Red 18 is gonna hit in this particular casino in Indiana, and we're all gonna be heroes for the night. Peyton Manning has a children's hospital. He helped me out immensely. His work ethic from me watching him made me better. Him being cool to me made me better. Him doing everything he did to embrace and welcome me to Indianapolis made my life better. How about a million dollars to the Peyton Manning Children's Hospital? And on the defensive side of the ball, Robert Mathis, OG, Q-Dog. How you doing? Keep it moving. Defensive end. Ha! Strip sack king. One of the most intimidating motherfuckers I've ever seen in my entire life. He kind of gave me the nod of approval in the locker room as well. As a rookie punter who didn't know what the hell I was doing, he kind of gave me the okay for everybody else. He has something called the original gridiron gang, which is allowing, you know, people that don't have the ability to train and go to camps alongside NFL certified coaches, whether it's troubled neighborhoods, backgrounds, whatever the case, he has camps for them. In Indianapolis, he absolutely crushes it. Cool, million dollars over there as well. $100,000 a year in scholarships so kids can go have camps and maybe get better and find a better life through learning something that they would have never had the access to do. But that's not all. I did a lot of work with Wish For Our Heroes. They were a fucking incredible bunch of people. Let's give them $200,000. Let's give the Coburn Place right down the road here an incredible safe haven that I only got to work with once or twice, but I found so much inspiration and let's give them $150,000. For the brand, uh, my wife and I's foundation that takes care of payments for families that are going through canine cancer treatments because they're absurd and I learned that via my dog Valerie. Let's give uh, $250,000 there. I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, Thank the boys. Evan Foxy is currently holding an iPhone right now. His hands are starting to shake a little bit. I think it's only right that they see some, you know, benefit from their incredible hard work and their loyalty and their dedication and their significant others understanding that it's gonna be a lot of hours to work on the internet. It's gonna take a lot of time to check your phone all day, every day. It's not gonna be easy whenever you have a boss who expects you to be positive and happy every single day and to bring juice. I think they should all get what, $250,000 bonuses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $250,000 bonuses for all of them. Also, like, I think as, you, as a kid, especially where I come from, you always think to yourself, I should take care of my parents. And Tim and Sally are learning this right now when we're watching this video. You're millionaires. So congratulations. Tim went from driving trucks, Sally being a secretary. We had a house at the bottom of the hill of a hilly town, 700 square feet, remortgaged the house five, six times just so I can continue to do sports, hand me down city, but all they did was work and never ask anybody for anything. It was an absolute dream come true for me to be able to do this. I can't wait to see what they do with, you know, seven figures all of a sudden in their bank account. I'm sure Tim and Sal will handle that well. And last but not least, everybody that's watching this video right now, you have no fucking idea, no idea how thankful I am that you allow us dumbasses into your life. Whenever we started this, we could have never fathomed how big it would get, how quickly it would get there. 
I think we all had a lot of confidence when we all quit our jobs to do this, that it was gonna work. We didn't know how, we didn't know why, but we had no clue that we would get to the point that we would get to. We have people from all over the world that watch this fucking show. We have people from every single political background that watch this show, every age bracket, every socioeconomic class. We like to think that we're a unifier. And we like to think that we can be a place that you can come and forget about everything. But I don't think you should forget about this. Starting right now, if you tweet a picture of when you started watching the show from a clip either previously or a tweet previously, whenever you got involved in watching this show, screenshot that, tweet it out using hashtag PMS family. I'm gonna give away $1.5 million. Let's have an incredible life. We are incredibly thankful. It is from this office in which a lot of stupidity was created. The Fandle Igloo will be next still in Indianapolis. And uh, thank you all for everything. Thank the boys for everything. Thank my family for everything. Thank all the people that have been a part of my life for everything. We're only getting started. Cheers. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your lives and penetrating your ear holes. The fact that we get to do this for a living and the fact that deals like this happen are only because you people are the greatest people on earth. Thank you for having a little bit of trust in a bunch of dumbasses that maybe we could help get you through the day or the time and maybe give some information that nobody else has or a different angle to look at things. Thank you all so, so much. Now, let's get to the show, Ty. We got Ian Rappaport on. We got Steve Smith Sr. on. We got a lot of chitter-chatter about the NFL. AJ Hawk is here and the boys. Let's get to it. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about tonight's game and who potentially has an advantage when it comes to the medical and inside information world from the NFL.com and NFL Network and the NFL as a whole, senior NFL insider, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. What's up? Sup, bro? What's going on? How are you doing, man? Man, big day for you. Are you excited? Massive day, dude. Not just big day. Massive day. Come so on. I heard a little bit about maybe what the news would be. You don't know Whoa. shit, Ian. You no, I actually, I actually heard a little bit. Uh, this could be really interesting. Could be really interesting. Okay, so who is the... Uh, like uh, really interesting. Oh, you can't give up your sources, <laughs> huh? Uh, that's interesting. Dude, you, this no, is I, one of those things he would say. Gotta, like, yeah, I knew all the way. You got to wait a little bit. But I, I mean, and this is kind of... Unfortunately, sometimes my world, someone will be like, hey, look, I'm going to have news, but you can't say it yet because, like, we're still on the practice field or whatever. This is one of those situations. So the people got to wait, but I have a little inkling, and I, it feels big. Oh, yeah. So this is like when I was in the NFL, and I'd be at the practice, and then we'd go inside, and then the, the insiders would all have information from the practice I was just at. And I'm like, what the fuck did – Hey, Vinny, did you know old buddy popped his groin? He's out this weekend today? Like, we literally just saw him. Yeah, they would know before. So now you're saying that you potentially know my deal before me? This guy before <laughs> I... This guy... Oh, get out of town. Oh, get out of town. You don't know anything. You'll be... Uh, you'll. I think you'll be happy. 
Uh, okay, good news. Yeah, I am happy. I'm pumped. And I'm also thankful for you joining us yet again for another weekly wrap-up around the NFL with your inside information, shit that we don't know. That is wild if he does have it. That'd yeah, be awesome. Kind of bullshit. That'd be awesome. Because then there'll, be, there'll come a day where us and the rap here are in the same room. And I'll say, who the fuck is the leaker of the information? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then also, well, he'll give up all his sources to us. Mm -hmm. Has to. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you guys watch uh did you guys watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Okay. There's a scene in Ted Lasso where there's like the assist uh, well, I don't know how much I should give away. I mean it's been a month. We can do spoilers, right? Or no. Uh, I don't know, because they released it one episode at a time. Yeah. Anyway, there's a scene involving a reporter and sources yeah. where I literally rolled my eyes and I'm like, if this was reality, I would have to do a different job or something and it, it it did not show reporters in the most accurate light i would say and it was very annoying to me well I don't but think i won't give it up because the people might not have seen it okay it's very nice of you that's big time journalism mm -hmm. out of you not giving any spoilers while also giving a peek inside to what life is actuality as a reporter and an insider thank you for that ian thank, thank you ian. thank you for that ian um, let's talk a little bit about tonight's game. Let's get dive back into your world a little bit. Dalvin Cook is back tonight because uh, Diggs just gave us a stat. It's the 32nd ranked uh, rushing defense against the number 30 uh, or 31 uh, rushing defense. That's a big time night for Najee Harris and Dalvin Cook if he's back. I don't think any of us expected that though, right? I, I did not expect it. The, the Dalvin Cook situation is wild. So he had a torn labrum well. and then he tore his other labrum in the shoulder, not the hip. Uh, and you know, the word was he was going to miss a couple games, probably two, but maybe three, then be back for the stretch run. And, you know, for the Vikings, that would basically mean, do they make the playoffs or not? Uh, and then my esteemed colleague uh, slash memo robot, Tom Pelissero. There we go. There we go. Game yep. There we go. And covering the game tonight reports that it's kind of looking like Dalvin's going to play. And I don't really know what to expect as far as like, you know, how – how he is going to look and what's going to happen when he takes a hit. I don't think anybody does, but just the fact that he may be active, just the fact that he could get a couple runs, you know, that energy, that's tough to quantify that energy. That's important. Okay. How about on the, uh, is there any other injuries or COVID we should look out for with the Vikings that could pop up before game time? And how about in Pittsburgh as well? Uh, so for Pittsburgh, oh, first of all, Adam Thielen, obviously not going to play. I think we knew that yep. he's got the high ankle. So he misses this one and, you know, probably another one and maybe another one after that. And I think if you are someone who is a fan of receivers, you will see Justin Jefferson on display tonight. He is very good. I don't know how much people have, how much time people have spent watching him. He is a he's a beast and I'll be curious how much attention he gets without feeling. That's kind of the only Hey, second overall that. in the NFL right now in receiving yards, Justin Jefferson. That's crazy. But then like, do they just do they double him? Like, how much attention do they give him without dealing on the other side? Like, that's that's kind of a, it's going to be interesting to see how he is treated. Like, is he? You know, if he's a number one receivers, if you got nothing else, you double them, right? I mean, that's why Ceedee Lamb struggled so much when Amari Cooper was out for the Cowboys. Um, so we'll see that tonight. And then the other one for the Steelers, um, Chase Claypool was dealing with a toe. Then it was a full participant this oh, week. These toes. That's a very good <laughs> sign. And then Roethlisberger has. I think four or five injuries, but, you know, he's going to play because he always plays. 
Bad Boy Warrior. Ben. 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 Warrior. Boy ben. Okay, so we're excited for tonight's game. Vikings favored by three at home. AJ Hawk Super Boost Steelers money line. I believe it's at plus 180. <laughs> Boosted at FanDuel only. That's the Hawk has arrived Super Boost that we just put up, I think, like an hour ago on FanDuel. Let's hit this one. Yeah. Hey, here we go. And now week. let's hit the next one. What? And the next one. What? And we're going on to next Sunday. What? Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Uh, Ian, that was a little political joke. You hear that? I uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I mean, that was internet mostly, but political, I guess, because that guy somehow I mean, was going to represent people. That's awesome. That basically, basically ruined a career right there. That <laughs> well, little, I, I mean, mean, he did. I mean, isn't Not your, your career. But. Isn't your career, though, like speaking, though? Isn't that a big part of the career? So didn't he kind of? Yeah, no, that's, I think that's fair. I mean, By the way, you I, should be able to say something on stage and know how people are going to react, and that's basically your job, and... Yeah. yeah, if you're in charge of anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just something you should think about, I think, whenever we do the whole voting process. But I am too dumb to even give my opinion because nobody should be swayed by anything that this idiot says. But we should potentially be by what this guy says. Going into the weekend, COVID, flu, sickness. Feels like, is this what the NFL is going to look like for the rest of the season? It feels like it's really hitting everywhere right now. You know, it's... I was thinking about this with the Lions because the Lions, you know, it's like my cousin Vinny where the whole store got the flu. Like it seems like all the Lions have the flu. Um, and this is what it, this is what like December used to be when we used to report on the flu, like how many players were, you know, did they take a separate plane? I remember that was like a revolutionary thing. Now people take separate planes all the time because of COVID. This used to be like a big thing. How many players are sick? And now we have, you know, some COVID issues. I think it's fair to say a little more COVID issues than there have been certainly than there were in the first part of the season. So, you know, it seems like every other day there's some sort of COVID thing. The Chargers, for instance, I would say probably get um, Mike Williams back. We'll see if Keenan Allen gets back, but probably get Mike Williams and Chris Harris back. I think that's going to be interesting. Both those guys are on the COVID list as a close contact. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of sickness news now, and I think it's definitely something we're going to be focusing on the next three or four weeks. Come on, come on, you down with the sickness. Come on, come on, you're down with the sickness. I'm not. I don't like it. I want everybody to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. I want everybody to be good. That'd be a, that'd help out everything, I think. You know what I mean, Ian? I mean, that was one thing. Like, there was not a lot of great things about having to wear a mask for basically an entire year. There was no flu last year. Huh. It, like, didn't exist. Huh. No, I mean, COVID was bad, so that was terrible. So but there was you, no flu. So how did we not kill it off, you think? Hmm. It's a fantastic question. <laughs> I, that, that's real. I, wish I, I wonder. Is it just like enough people had the baton? Yeah. Like enough people carried the baton of the flu, even though we didn't hear about it. Yeah. And then they just, it was back flu. It was like, oh, thank God. Fucking get those masks out of the way. Flu was like, this is my time. Like, seize the opportunity, flu, mm-hmm. you know? Which is not great for us. Well, that's just inside information. Obviously, yeah. you're yeah. just doing your job there. Wow. You're, you're not. You're not doing it. You don't want this. Hey, these are all. No. Listen, this is reality. Okay, mm-hmm. we wish it was like this, but this we are in reality, and we have to act as such. Go ahead, Ty. Rap sheet. We saw yesterday Jair Alexander was back doing some individual stuff, and then Aaron told us on Tuesday that Bakhtiari probably wasn't going to play this Sunday. Is the timeline for those guys still about the same as it was? Like, are we expecting them to be back in the next couple weeks here? Did you see Bakhtiari's response to oh, yeah. your video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. HIPAA. Yeah. Is, am I doing this right? Or Pretty what? good. Yeah. Am I doing this right? Yeah. Bakhtiari, good. by the way, noted hilarious human. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, yeah, we don't ever get to yes. see it because it's behind closed doors, but I guess he is the guy in the locker room. 
no, he is he is a very very funny and he's a great guy and uh, he and I will sometimes uh, you know talk from time to time and oh. then I ask him something about himself and he says nothing. It's actually kind of neat. <laughs> I like that. Um, I gotta live. I got a family to feed. Yeah, well, that's why. Anyway. Like, I like the situation we're in right now because you're saying, "Oh, I know, I know," and it's like, "Well, I mean, do you?" And I am literally now to be candid. Ian Rappaport knew about the retirement when it happened. That's oh, true. Oh, yeah. He, he knew Big about the, He did. You, he was a part of the retirement press conference, actually. Yeah. Interesting. He held yeah, on to it. One of the great moments of my life. Hey, you did great acting. Mm-hmm. You, oh, is this Roger Goodell? Yeah, that's what you said, right? <laughs> is this Roger Goodell's press? Oh, no. And we get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> it was awesome. This is why I should have more roles on Comedy Central and other uh, comedic organizations. But, you know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Maybe Ted Lasso. So, Bakhtiari. So the package is a crazy situation. Hold on. We spend so, you're we saying, spend so much. You say, you're saying you can't spell comedian without Ian? Is that what you're saying? You, is that where you are? Is that where no, you're I go- am actually really funny. People don't know that. Oh, uh, no. If you tell other people. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. That's you're not not. It's over now. Yeah. Uh, that, that might have been, you might have got over. canceled from the funny train yeah. because mm-hmm. telling you people you're it? funny. Yeah. Well, he never said he was humble. So. <laughs> True. Maybe. True. Well. You may you've made yeah. us laugh. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. Numerous. Here and there, yeah. All yeah. the time. It's gonna be tough now though after you said like I am funny to us though. I mean his Instagram. Right, because stories. then you sort of lose the element of surprise. Well, yeah, the Where expectation like, wow, that guy was funny. The expectation yeah. goes up, I think. Yeah. Right. All right, we're gonna judge you alongside Bill yeah. Burr, dude. Have to. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> tell us a joke, Hey, tell us a joke. Come on, Bill. All right, let's do it. Let's do it, dude. All right, let's get to it. We appreciate you, Ian. You're the best. The only thing I have to do with now is when I try to tell a joke to my sons and they will tell me that it's not funny and it's a dad. Because they know what a dad joke is now. And yeah. they will tell me this is a dad joke and this is why it's not funny. It's so really you, a, you know what's interesting? Not a great situation. Uh, my dad, Tim didn't do a lot of dad jokes. I wasn't around a lot of people with uh, dad jokes. So I'll hear like a dad joke, I guess, that is just a classic street joke that has been used for a long time. And I'll, it'll get a pretty good pop out of me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's really clever. <laughs> like It's been told for like a thousand years. Oh, okay. All right. Like Mad, <laughs> Mad Cat Moss comes out on Friday Night Smackdown and he'll tell oh. these jokes and they are so basic and I'm like oh, I'm pretty fucking clever actually <laughs> and then somebody has to tell me like no that has been that has been a joke for a long long time I'm like oh I didn't know okay. I, I was kicking a ball against a wall I apologize Ian you're about to get into something there before you told us that you were yeah. a stand up right which no I am but the, the Packers <laughs> situation is crazy obviously the Packers are really good right yeah. and this time the only thing that matters I feel like this time of year is how healthy you are so the Packers situation they got Jair Alexander coming back to practice I don't I don't know it doesn't seem like he plays this week. He's not doing very much. He's doing individual drills. But just the fact that he was able to get himself back here from a significant shoulder injury, not needing surgery, rehab for months, that's a good sign that he will play at some point before December. I think Bakhtiari's timeline is probably the same as it was, which is, you know, middle to late December. And I hate to say this, but, like, who really cares? Because they're going to make the playoffs. So just getting back to the playoffs is the only important thing. And then you got Zadaria Smith who should be back after having back surgery. I think late December is probably his timeline. They may be the only team in the NFL that will be healthier in late December than they were like in October and November. And is they have an incredible record already. It's it's yeah. it's unfathomable they, what they've been able to do if those guys all come back, mesh well, and play well. That seems like you're adding a team almost. and make it, It's like balls. another trade deadline that's what, coming through. And that's, that's what it's going to feel like. And then there's also like, 
new player energy and you're kind of like, you know, Bakhtiari is, I mean, these guys are all really, and Bakhtiari is one of the best in the NFL. Jair Alexander. Pro bowlers, right? All, all three of them are pro bowlers. I mean, these yeah. are like, this is energy. This is like instant. Anyway, this is good for the Packers. And Aaron's got an immobile pinky toe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. you got to gotta worry about that. That's, he's potentially getting surgery at some point during the year. It's not off the table. I don't know if you saw that. I, I did see that. Uh, no surgery this week, which was interesting. I did notice he had some comments on some of the reporting on his toe, which was interesting comments. I took note. Took note of those. What did he say? I didn't hear what he said. On your show. Oh, I did hear. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about maybe it's uh, – he mentioned a couple options about who might have – uh, provided oh. the information to uh, oh. whatever reporters, maybe source situation. Oh, okay, it's kind of interesting. Ah, oh. I you, wrote it down. Were you involved in that reporting, or was it somebody else's report? Uh, that w- that was me, as a matter of fact. Oh. Oh. oh, so you're in the position that I'm currently in with you with news. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. this is awesome. Coming full circle. Yeah. This is great. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, You're awesome, man. That is amazing. So, because you broke, on Good Morning Football, I think you said, you gave us a shout out, which we appreciate immensely. That was because during that show, you felt as if you were maybe personally attacked. Well, I, what I, the reason I mentioned you guys is because Rogers confirmed my report that he was not going to have surgery. So it was really about this guy. But I also mentioned you as well, and then he kind of mentioned like where it may come from and whatever. And I, you know, I, anyway, I it's it's in the it's in the binder. It's in the binder. Okay, awesome <laughs> for you to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. um, we love Good Morning Football, by the way. Thanks for the shout out, everybody. We appreciate yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rashid. Appreciate it, even though it was just confirming yourself. I mean, I I do appreciate you letting us be a part of it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rashid. There's been way too much news about the Jags and James Robinson. What the hell is going on there? Why won't they let him play? And are they probably going to move on from him and go with Travis Etienne next year? You know, I I have to say, like, I've been a little surprised by this news cycle. And you know, I'm not going to say that. I wasn't watching the wee minutes of a blowout Jaguars loss. You know, obviously I was watching all of the games intently equally. Oh, yeah. Um, But it was, you know, to have a player, your best player, bench. And I get it. He fumbled. Okay. But to have your best player bench and then have your quarterback come back and say, that's a guy we need on the field. I don't know. It's not alarming, but it's just not a situation you get all the time. I mean, a rookie quarterback coming and saying, actually, this coaching decision Maybe wasn't right. We need this guy on the field. Um, I was I was surprised by this, and there's been a couple things with the Jaguars where it sort of raised my eyebrows. Um, you know, I I still think there's a chance they're okay, but it has been a Who really cares? difficult season, a learning curve for Urban Meyer. I'd say a really steep learning curve. Yeah. He's Who cares? Done. He's, done. He's, He's gone. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I feel terrible for him. Yeah. I feel terrible for a lot of great football players that are down there and everything like that, and they're in the middle of a rebuild, and maybe they'll be all the way back and. But who cares? I mean, yeah. they, they, they mm-hmm. stink, huh? They, they, it's a, if, is the culture being built behind the scenes down there, you think? Is anybody buying in? When you lose, and whenever things like, you know, I don't want to bring it up. Chop house. Mm-hmm. Chop house. Well, when things like that happen, it's, it's not good. That's not an easy way to get people to continue to want to buy into what you're doing, you know? Are you hearing anything behind the scenes down there about, like, yeah, they're buying in, and it's just a process here that they're going to go through? I mean, it's so hard to keep everyone on the same page when you're losing. It's like people talk about, you know, rebuilding and, and you know, oh, you, you want to get the number one pick. Like, yes. Like, let's say you're the Texans. Yes. Having the number one pick would be amazing. 
Um, but not everyone is kind of like the like. It seems the Lions are pretty together, even though they're terrible. Like, they knew it. It looks. It feels like they still believe, even though they're bad. Um, and I think with the Texans, what you've had is players fighting, like old regime versus new regime, kind of that class, which is why you saw like Justin Reed suspended. Zach Cunningham was waived. And I think with the Jaguars, there's a little bit of that same sort of old regime, new regime frustration. It's not that you can't get over it, but like you have to pay attention to all of it. And I hope and think this week that Urban Meyer has like, all right, like we need to get ahead of this. I need to talk to the player. I need to fix this. I need to make sure that if we do something coaching-wise that affects you know, one of our best players, everyone at least has to understand how this helps us win in the future. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, did uh, Joe Brady and Matt Rule get in a fist fight? Oh, oh what yeah. Happened, what happened down in Carolina? That's classic. What if they did? Uh, no fist fight. Oh, uh, damn, as, far as, they did. as far as I know. Um, Maybe. It was really Joe not Joe. working. And I, you know, it's funny. Like, there's some there's some news, like we talked about this, where it happens and I'm legitimately surprised. I was not surprised with this one because it was not working. Like, Joe really? Brady got so much fanfare. He got five head coaching interviews. Five head coaching interviews. Somebody could have hired him. <laughs> Because he was really impressive. And then you watch, like, the offense last year was not good. No Christian McCaffrey. And he wanted to throw it all over the place. And they had McCaffrey, who ends up getting hurt a bunch of times. But, like, philosophically, him and Rule kind of weren't on the same page. But then Bridgewater was bad last year in Carolina. Goes to Denver and is totally fine, starting quarterback. And then Darnold didn't improve. Cam struggled. Like, it has been a mess. Like, that offense was a mess. Um so you look at who's the guy in charge of the offense, a lot of times that guy takes the fall. So you're a Matt Rule guy, it sounds like, huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is funny. <laughs> uh, and you're the absolute best. Yeah, because, I mean, Joe Brady going to the NFL was a massive story out of LSU, especially with the amount of success that Joe Burrow had. His name still has to hold some weight, whether it's the college ranks or you think he's going back to college. Do you know anything about that? I kind of wondered if Miami might hire him. Um, I think that would be, you know. Cristobal? I, oh. I, I think in – and Cristobal, Cristobal did a great job in Oregon. But, like, you look at the difference between Justin Herbert in the pros versus Justin Herbert in college. Like, he's Justin Herbert's a better pro, I think, than he was a college player. The offensive yes. system wasn't great. Having a guy, like an innovative guy, come in and kind of take them to the next level passing-wise in Miami would make a lot of sense. Uh, but no, I think Joe Brady will go back to college, probably not the NFL. Okay, well, good luck, Joe Brady. Hell of a run. Can't wait to see what they do in Carolina. Love the fact that their owner is just like, yeah, if we're not going to win Super Bowl, go ahead and get them out, whatever the case is. No Christian McCaffrey, I think. It's like, what, 10% of your salary cap, too? I think yeah. like maybe 8% of your salary cap. He's not playing. Also, one of the most explosive players in the NFL. I'm not making excuses for anybody, but there was a lot of potential whenever Christian was on the field and whenever he wasn't on the field. Joe Brady knows in the coaching profession no, that right. could happen. Thank, can't thank you enough for joining us, Ian. Uh, excited to hear what you you know, potentially thought it was or is, and uh, we can't thank you enough every single week for this. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'll, I'll I'll try to. Uh, thanks for having me as always. Congratulations on everything, and I'll uh, you know I'll try to wait for the announcement, but I'm not going to make any guarantees. Oh, you, oh, you son of a bitch! You you I know like Come on. that's what you do. That's what you do too. You come on this show. You read your little side phone while you're giving a robotic, mm-hmm. candid, 
funny answers <laughs> and you look off the screen and you get a text it's breaking news you're like oh, oh, can't wait till this is over so I can go break this news and I want to let you know we appreciate you for that you're the best dude thanks for your time can't wait to see what you think it is ladies and gentlemen the host of the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends NFL.com NFL and NFL Network Senior Insider Ian Rappaport now that the world's opening back up so many new thrills are on the horizon Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonso at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dangers. Downtown. Bingo. David. Population, you dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Twitter is active right now, and all of you are so incredibly kind. Thank you for the incredible words about our company, our business, right here in little old Indiana. Hell yeah. And Ohio, I guess, geez. What? 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 Hey, Ohio's getting sports gambling because of you, AJ. Here we go, AJ. I saw that. I read, like, it's like fast track, right? It seems like it's not going to be too long now. 72 to 12. Let's talk about those 12. All right, fucking get out of the way. Yeah. All right, get out of the way, dude. What are you doing? Out of a little happiness. I understand you can grandstand and say things could go bad, but guess what? Literally walking across the street could go bad, I guess. Let's go ahead and open that thing up like Michigan has, Indiana has, Pennsylvania what? has. What? You're literally surrounded. West Virginia has. What? You are surrounded by everybody that can do Kentucky? Kentucky, Kentucky is, Kentucky the, is the only one. Is it? Are they? No, they're the only one who does not. Uh, okay, well, anyways. Yeah. So I guess you guys can go out that way where there's nothing. <laughs> but everywhere else, basically, around Ohio has it. Let's go on and get on there. I'm excited. And AJ, what I think is going to actually happen is tonight, that super boost that you put forth just a couple days ago that has been boosted to plus 180. I think Pittsburgh's going to win the game outright because you said they were going to win outright. And you're going to go on a heater. These hawk wings are going to take us higher and, and higher. higher. In this thing, and it's going to go on until Ohio has sports gambling, and that's why we thank you, AJ. Yeah, thank you, Hawk. 
I'm, I would assume FanDuel will be right uh, at the front of the line to, to get in, won't they? What's that, for Ohio? Yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of lobbying. You're right. This boost might not have been able to be on there, but if FanDuel doesn't get into Ohio, which I assume they will be able to, best tech, best app, best, biggest in the world. Yeah, yeah, it seems they're given uh, a lot There was 25, of, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So so we, and by the way, Ohio's going to have a lot of options, which is great for everybody. You do what you got to do, but if FanDuel is over there, cool, come on, enjoy it with us. If it's not, take the bet. Go ahead and ride alongside of us. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do that each and every week because I get those people pissed off at me, too. Well, they also need to be very excited when it hits, though. Well, that's what's happening tonight. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And if yeah. it doesn't, remember, get pissed at AJ because this doofus picked exactly. money line. He could have picked spread. All right, let's talk Absolutely. about some other things that happened around the NFL. Taylor Heineke said that that Tampa playoff game was a job interview, and I killed it, dude. Hell yeah. And we all couldn't agree more. We had no idea he existed before that game. Almost knocks off the then-to-be, soon-to-be Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady in an incredible effort. Now he's the starter for Washington. Now Washington's in playoff conversation. Mm-hmm. Now Ryan Fitzmagic is done for the year, let alone maybe. No, no, I would never count out. No. Nah, yeah, never no, count no, out. No, no. Never count out Ryan Fitzmagic. He'll be back. But I love that Heineke said this, and maybe it's a great way to view it. What if they go on to win some games, make the playoffs? He's their guy for the time being, right? I mean, I respect his confidence, don't you? I feel like a guy that's that's doing what he's doing as young as he is. Yeah, to, to step out and say that, cool, you need your quarterback to feel like that. Hey, listen, and he probably did a whole... I yeah. mean, remember oh, when yeah. he was on? Yep. He was on. All right, he probably did a, It was a job interview... I fucking killed it, dude. You saw me. Uh-huh. I dove from the five-yard line. Almost. <laughs> I mean, it was Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? Nobody. I mean, it was cool. I'm excited to hear about the future for Taylor Heineke and also the current with how the Washington football team does. Ron Rivera seems to have the boys buzzing over there, even though their stadium has actual poop water yeah. leaking from it, let alone the poop that is potentially raining down on what's going on. They have figured out a way to somehow win. Nothing but more power to them. Yeah. Joining us now is a man that crushes on television oh, yeah. every single mm-hmm. Thursday. He doesn't do social media. I think uh, maybe he does now, but the last time we talked to him, I, I don't do that, he said. I don't need it. I don't want it. He said something about his kids. Tell him about some stuff on there. All he does is go on television and fucking slaughter it. Can't wait to watch and hear what he has to say tonight as the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Minnesota to play against the Vikings. Vikings favored by three. Ladies and gentlemen, absolute stud wide receiver, icon of the game, Steve Smith Sr. Yeah! What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm really good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Where are you? Are you in? Uh, what are you watching in the background there? Feels like we got a kids uh, show going on. Is there? Is there something cooking over I'm there? I'm watching. I'm watching American Ninja Warrior. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it? One of the newer ones or one of the older ones? I don't know. It's on so much. Who knows? Uh, I'm. I'm always watching some. I'm watching some washed up athlete think he can <laughs> do something and they don't do it. And I always love like when they show the like. The, the drama leading up to oh, them, yeah. and then they, they, they fall out like 10, ten, uh, ten obstacle courses in. Yeah. It's like the second one. Second one is like the simplest one. They just fall. How the, so. Those slanted boards, boards. at the, yeah. at the yeah. beginning, I, those get some oh, yeah. people. And those are Listen, you. It, yeah. If you don't have a good gene pool, you, you can see that on those boards. Like it, <laughs> it, it becomes real evident. It becomes real evident. Are you still in great shape right now? You think you could bode well in that or any other physical activity events? You stick at it? I mean, I'll stick with things. I, I, I'm i not one of those guys that are just trying to relive his life and say, hey, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go box. I'm going to go do this. Man, I, I enjoy 
staying in shape, but I, I, I'm not trying to relive my glory days. Uh, I, I really didn't enjoy my glory days when I had it. Wish I should have. So now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just enjoying hanging out, chilling. Okay, so you work out, you won't train. I respect that a lot. That's kind of what I oh, think. No, no, no. The rest yeah, of I us. I yeah. I don't want to train. I, you, here's the thing. Training Steve, nah, he's kind of an a-hole. So I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, AJ knows, man. Me, me and him have some battles where, it's like, sometimes <laughs> it's funny. Is now that I'm an analyst, I can see guys – and when I sit do sit down interviews, I can see guys they're kind of like timid. Like, is he gonna be the butthole when we played against him, or is he gonna be like? And now I'm just kind of like some some of the things I do regret. Like I was pretty mean to some linebackers and some guys that would hit me. That well, now that I see him, I kind of go like, dang, I was a dick. AJ, <laughs> did you think that? Did you think Steve was a dick? Oh, I know I was. Oh, I know I was. I I loved it because I I loved uh, I remember we when I was in Cincinnati we played you guys and it was fun to watch like first off you couldn't be tackled that's the scary thing I'm like all right we better have seven dudes trying to tackle him because he's gonna fight us to the death and I do I think one time I was going out of bounds and almost gonna like push you to get out, get you out of bounds and you almost stopped and looked at me like that was about a half a step from being super late and about to try to kill me. I was like, this is awesome that's the Steve Smith I know. <laughs> Uh, did you feel like you had to be, Steve? Is that something like a mentality you felt like you had to have? And when you lost it, did you lose it? And is that why you retired? No, I mean, I'm 38 years old, bro. Like, <laughs> you're 38 or two years from 40. That's not losing it. That's just no, no. Just I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that. Oh no, the no, competitive no. stamina. You still can flip into that switch if you had to, or did you? I don't. I, I that that switch need that guy still needs. To, bro, you know how much counseling I got to keep that guy down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I'm proud. Of, hey, we're proud of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. You you laughing at me doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just admitting it because training Steve to go play football. That Steve is somebody who really, really wants to win at all costs. Who's going to, uh, like, so great example. My my 24-year-old son, he used to be ball boy with the Carolina Panthers uh, when he was like 15, 16. And he was there for, you know, the last couple of times of my career. And then my 16-year-old, who's 16 now, he was a ball boy uh, when I was in Baltimore. And here's the cool part. So I would, my son would go through my routine before the game, throwing the ball, and he said, but then when I came out of that tunnel, he said, I wouldn't even talk to him. He said, I was no longer his dad. I would not talk to him. And so, we, you know, my two oldest are out of the house and they come over on Sundays and we, we chill and have dinner and play cards. And the stories they tell, I used to, you know, just kind of like, oh, man. Now I laugh because I was like, bro. You needed to relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, hey, you know, being able to flip that switch, though, is a talent that not a lot of people have. And I think we learn about that when, as we see these documentaries. You know, like we're watching these documentaries. Michael Jordan had this ability to flip a switch and become this absolute savage. And now we're watching Tom Brady. I got a chance to play with Peyton. There's this, this ability to kind of flip a switch and become a completely transformed human to be fully focused on your task. I, I think it's an incredible thing as opposed to a bad thing although it probably got you into some awkward situations now with your kids I'm hearing too. Well, the problem is, is when you flip that switch, what damage do you do while the switch is on? Okay. Right. And there were times where like, you know, my teammates 
or a guy missed missed the hole or a running back didn't hit the hole and I tell a running back coach get him out give me <laughs> give me somebody give me somebody who's going to hit this hole because I was a physical I was the ex so I would have to go down and do force well AJ was right there and he would adjust cuz he would read us he would adjust so that means that's that that uh that force that safety would come down and be that dime linebacker so they would have to readjust and so that'd be my guy right i'm not going in there blocking the safety for a dude tiptoeing through the hole <laughs> like come on now like you, you i i expect a lineman to block on a pass play just like the running back expects a wide receiver to block on a run play so if you go if, if i gotta go block aj well damn it i can't i i, I I'm going to give him my best shot, but it's only going to be so long, you know? So, you know, just having that. So, you know, and so sometimes I would say stuff to guys, and, I, and now that I look at them, now that they're older, I, I kind of go like, dang, that was pretty mean. Um, let's see. There's a guy, there's a linebacker that the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills took over a good friend of mine, John Beeson. Remember, uh, it was John Beeson and it was, I forgot the, uh, the linebacker. Well, he ends up being with Jacksonville when I was with Baltimore. And I held that grudge. And so he hit me and I looked at him and I just said something super inappropriate. <laughs> and I could just see his heart being crushed. Like, I said, so I don't even want to repeat what I said, but I was just like. Well, yeah, you buried you, kickers, too, at one point. You remember doing that? You were a terrible person towards all kickers and everything like that. What's that all about? Well, I was a returner and nah, yeah, 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 <laughs> I was a returner and let's be honest, uh, other than Justin Tucker, most kickers, they really don't have a place in this game. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. You're, hey, let's flip that switch, huh? Let's keep the asshole. <laughs> no, I'm just let's saying keep the asshole. Kicker, like, look, like even I talked to Justin about it. We talk and we used to laugh. He was like, oh, you know, I'm the most accurate. I said, Justin, do you understand if a guy like me doesn't set that catch up? You don't have a job. <laughs> Everybody understands know, that. Everybody like, understands I that. know you kicked a 64-yarder, but somebody had to get your 40 yards prior <laughs> to the 64. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, that's true. But when he, when he hit that 64-yarder, I sent him a text and said, bro, you're the best. I hate to admit it. And for him to get that from me after the game, he knows I went out of my way because I, now I go out of my way to make sure people understand, one, that I respect them. Uh, I respect their game. But also, too, like, I'm also not going to say everybody's great. Not everybody's great on the football team field. You know, you're talking about Taylor Heineke. I like him, but I'm a little suspect of him. <laughs> Would you like to know why? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Not, it's not bad, but you both will admit this and you know this. A backup quarterback at some point will show you why they're backup. Big moment, maybe even. And it's like Geno Smith did when he stepped in for uh, uh, Russell Wilson in that game. Everybody was like, oh, man, this Geno's ready. Geno did some stuff at the end that you go, that's why he's a backup. I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying backup quarterbacks, there is something inside of them. And there's a reason why they're a backup. And at some point throughout the game at a big moment, they will show you. In their body of work, he's a backup. Not all you're saying, but most. Go ahead, AJ. Right? Yeah. Mo yes, most. Yeah, most. most. Go ahead, AJ. 
Now, how about that? Like when now that you're on TV and you're very honest and authentic, and it's it's awesome to watch. Like, do you do you ever think about? Oh, I wonder if this guy sees this. Is he going to be all right with it? <laughs> My internet's not frozen. <laughs> like, I, I try not to like like whatever I say is I'm 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 staying with it, right? But people also don't understand. Like, I've had people tell me, they're like, you know, you're just talking. I'll show you. Bro, I got to – this is my this is my notes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Like, like Dane Orslavsky. Yeah. Like, I'm a whole oh. – I'm, I'm, I'm over here writing notes now. And watching like, film I, and everything? I, oh, I got the all 22 coaches. Oh. All that stuff. So, don't – don't. I got a pro football focus. Um, uh-huh. Primary stat. Uh, subscription. Okay. Come on now. I'm not sitting over here shilly shallying. I'm doing. I'm doing real work. That's why whenever you say what you say, whenever you say it, you have such conviction, and that's why I think it's so hysterical because you are on this on the NFL Network, right? Which yep. I think we all understand the NFL Network the way it normally operates, right? It's not which really- is. Which is what? I, I still haven't gotten that memo. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think that is why it's so awesome. Because normally it's all, and the NFL Network does incredible stuff. I think they're by far, obviously, the best league network out of all the leagues. They create incredible content. NFL Films is amazing. But normally the conversation is super positive, super upbeat. And then when you come in and you look at Joe Thomas and you go, you know, the Cleveland Browns stink. Because Baker Mayfield stinks. Like, that is so hysterical to me. Like, it really is just all of it. Because I assume at some point you have to talk to the Browns organization because you work for the NFL Network. And I think that's what AJ was just referring to. Sometimes there's some organizations don't want to talk to me. <laughs> and that's like a restaurant. I'm good. There's a whole bunch of other restaurants out there. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk and, about tonight's and, and, but, game then. Oh, yes. I'm excited about this game, too. Okay, so Dalvin Cook, shoulder injury. We didn't think he was going to be back. He's coming back. Pittsburgh Steelers have Najee Harris, one for the Gipper, Ben Roethlisberger. Vikings favored by three. How do you think this pans out? A lot of running, you think? (laughs) A lot of running. It's going to be a lot of running. (laughs) You you got Pittsburgh, who was giving up 133 points, 133 yards uh, prior to last weekend, limited – uh, Lamar Jackson and that Ravens running game to 107. So, hey, uh, they're no longer prom dates, but mm, they're, you know, you're getting a third base with them, right? So in their running game. But you, you really just got to wonder how much longer uh, is this defense going to be able to sustain and, and overcome the running game? You look at the next couple of games, they have the Vikings tonight, they run the ball. They got Tennessee. They don't have Derrick Henry, but they're going to attempt to run the ball. Then you got this flag football team coming in, the Kansas City Chiefs, who's going to run all over the place, right? They're going to throw the ball. They're going to run it a little bit and pass it. Then you got to play the Cleveland Browns. They're going to run the ball. And then you end with the Baltimore Ravens, run the ball. If they can manage to make it to the playoffs, bro, they're going to be exhausted because they're, they're going to be in multiple mini car crashes. The weather's going to be bad. It's going to be a physical game, and then you have to take it up a notch in the playoffs. I just don't see how they emotionally don't get drained before they make it to the playoffs if they do because all the teams they're playing against except the Kansas City Chiefs are going to run the ball. 
Steve, what do you think about Big Ben? You still think he has some magic left that can try to go on a run? I think he has some magic left. I think what's tough is they need a veteran wide receiver next year, no matter what they do with Big Ben, because Chase Claypool needs to he needs to add some more uh, some more routes in his arsenal. Right? He he's super athletic, tall, big target, but he's kind of limited in the in the route game. Um, that's why sometimes he gets he disappears, right? They eliminate. Steve, hey, can you explain what that means when you say he's limited in the route game compared to maybe like a Devontae Adams or something? Well, I say limited route game. When you see the highlights of Chase Claypool, do you ever see him double moving anybody in the corner, like just falling down? Most of the time, you see him big, big bodying, uh, catching a ball at his highest point running underneath and outrunning everybody. You don't really see him. You'll see him beat him on a slant, but you never see him running a, a, a post corner, right? You never see him doing some things where he can stop on a dime and give you 10 pennies. He's just one of those guys. He hasn't gotten there yet. Can he get there? I believe if you get a veteran like what Adam Thielen is to Justin Jefferson, where you can actually see a guy do work every single day and improve and run every single route, right? The um, Devontae Johnson, he's a good, he's yeah. a good kid. He can run, but you know, sometimes he gets in his own head and he does something every couple of games that you just know he needs a. I think he needs some an older veteran receiver. Hey, how can help him. how important is that to every room? You think for a team? I think like Adam Vinatieri. I was in. A, I got a chance to, you know, just watch Adam Vinatieri every single day. Osmosis. I became fucking better. Just like his yeah. preparation, his practice, maybe going through things whether it's off the field, on the field. Nope. A veteran in the room is huge, isn't it? And sometimes guys aren't ready to be that. Well, yeah, like Juju. Juju is not a number one. He's not an alpha. However, if you have a number one, he's probably the best number two wide receiver in the game, right? Look at how productive he was with AB, right? Look how I, I the example I use is look at Mike Mike Evans and Chris Godwin with the Buc, the Buccaneers. Those two guys together keep defensive coordinators up at night because they also are a great combination. One can do something the other can't, the other can do something the other can't, so they help each other. It's like it's a true marriage. One is a deficiency, it becomes their strength. The other deficiency because the other one's strength. So this one-two combination is outstanding. Well, then you add in A.B. and yeah, Gronk. Yeah, yeah. And Lenny. Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette and Rojo. And, I mean, and they, Cam- they, should, they should play football and try to win a championship. <laughs> that group right there, yeah, they should give it a go. Go ahead, Ty. Steve, do you think uh, Odell going to L.A. is ultimately going to work out for them? Or is what like Robert Woods did so much different than what Odell can do? So it ultimately, like, you know, I mean, they're Obviously, missing Robert Woods big time. I mean, it's going to take some time. I, th- I love what you said, and I think you know. Before I answer, look at Robert Woods, how he looks with LA, and how bad he looked in Buffalo. That just kind of shows you. Uh, prior to that regime, if you have bad coaching, players won't improve. Okay, right. So look how better Robert Woods looks now in LA. You, you when they picked him up, you were like, "Oh, this is a good pickup." But what is he going to really bring to the table? Everything. He brings everything to the table. <laughs> and you can see now he's hurt. Um, Odell will never be Robert Woods, and Robert Woods will never be Odell because they're two different people. And Odell do, does things that Robert doesn't and vice versa. I'm not really sure. I don't know if we will see the full fruit of it because 
time is so limited. Odell wasn't there when the foundation was being built. When he knew, when you know, when you're playing with someone in training camp and you're eating and breaking bread with them, you start to pick up body language that lets you know what's going on. That's why a lot of times we joke a lot on camera, but we eat dinner together a lot. Uh, Colleen, Joe, my, myself, and Mike, uh, while we're in town, because when we're on camera, we know when we're on stage, I can feel yeah. when Joe's about to say something without him saying anything. I, I can know when Irv's about, he's thinking something or Joe said something that triggered Irv. And so I'll take a step back and let Irv have the table because he picked up something and, and they haven't had that time yeah. with Odell. He's just trying, they're figuring it out on the go. And sometimes you, you have some of these errors that they're having. How, I mean, by the way, incredibly valid points here, you know, cause you yeah. ain't just, you know, schlacking around over there, you know, you're putting into work, you're really breaking down why things go good and what, why they don't. And also from your own personal experiences, how hard is it to build up that relationship with a quarterback? Aside from breaking bread, I got a chance to watch obviously Peyton in practice with Reggie and others that it was just reps. They would have so many reps. It, it felt like they couldn't get enough reps, muscle memory for both of them. He was throwing before anybody was turning around, perfect timing, everything like that. Then Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, for whatever reason, they had this connection. It was fucking awesome to watch. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought Carson was going to uh, potentially be the second coming there of that relationship. Hopefully they get to that. But what what, what does it take, you think, for that? What is the... Oh, easy, easy, all right? Carson Wentz is good. <laughs> don't, you want, don't you want to get his opinion? No, no, not on Carson. <laughs> I don't. But I, I do what I... I, li I actually like Carson. Okay, good. I like Carson and I like Frank. The problem that I have is you're paying someone a lot of money and you have to limit him on his, his opportunities to throw the ball. That's why I have a problem with that as a receiver is you're telling me I can't catch, so you're going to pay me. Receivers don't get paid if they can't catch. So why do quarterbacks get money if you got to limit them to throw the ball? Okay. All right. All right. There's a lot of questions that go in there. It's a great point. I'm just asking. Hey, we'll, like, take, we'll take that into consideration going forward. But what does it take, do you think, to build that wide receiver quarterback chemistry the most? Is it learning about each other and hanging out? I mean, yeah, but it's really just getting – it's in practice, right? You could dislike somebody at times. You know, you could dislike the behavior, but don't devalue the person. Oh, hey, write that one down. You wrote that one down? No, I, no you need to write it down. Yeah, I yeah, you're you. right. Yeah, you're right. I do. Can you do that one more time? I'm so sorry. I, I did. I just thought maybe book. You should put that thing in there. That was a great line right there. That was it. Go ahead. You don't have to. What was it? Dislike someone, devalue. You don't like. You don't have to dislike someone's behavior. You you don't have to like uh, like someone's behavior, dislike someone's behavior, and devalue them. See, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that one's written down because that's an incredible piece because that is actually a whole world conversation, actually, oh, no. at this particular time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're preaching right now. That, that is an incredible line. I'm excited to see Odell and Matthew Stafford go. Maybe yeah. they can get that yeah. thing going. Sean McVay hey, se hey, seems to be a good guy. Can we, uh, my man over there, we're not going to address uh, this Rose Bowl thing? You're you, you going to act like it's not going to happen? Uh, what happened? I did not know the information. What, what took place? Hey, hey, the Rose Bowl. Who's playing in the Rose Bowl? What's up? Why don't you let him know? Who is it? I don't know. Who's playing? I don't either. See, oh, okay. LA's not playing there in the Rose Bowl anymore. They got their own stadium. I think Ohio State might be playing. Ohio, Ohio the State. Old Bucks. Is Ohio State thought. playing Utah? Yeah, Ohio State playing uh -oh. Utah? Oh. What do you think? What I think is I – 
I just loaded my gun. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's that mean? You think it's on? You think it's on wherever they're ever in Utah? I mean, it, it, this ain't. Oh, yeah. I saw it in Bible yeah. Soda early. Oh, oh no. I'll see some, if you're scared. Some Let's tough scared. physical players out there. Uh-oh. Are you scared, AJ? What's wrong, Hawk? You scared, oh, AJ? Oh, 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 you scared? Oh, 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 no, no chance to you. Yo, that's why Utah's going to bury him. He's on the run, Steve. You're right. If Ohio State can't stop the run, I am worried. What up there? <laughs> I'm not worried about them losing the game. What are you guys doing? I just think that hopefully they don't give up too many yards on the ground. Hey, we doing public push-ups for this thing or what? Is that what it is? Pat likes public push-ups. Public push-ups. Pat, Pat is inside wearing a tank top with <laughs> with. Yeah. Well, mozzarella cheese coming out the top. Well, no, yeah. hey, I'm by not, the way, it's good cheese. Hey, how's the gobble? You like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I'm not doing no damn push-ups. What push-ups going to do? Public push-ups are better, Steve. So, like, when you're on camera, AJ Why? will text. Why? Well, because no matter what you're doing, you got to go down and you just got to hit one. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Oh, the Utah Utes lost the Ohio State Cheap. Buckeyes. AJ yeah. Hawkers. See, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Push up. What, you guys put a little cake on it? You guys put a little, uh, what do we got? What do we got on the Utah? When's that game? Uh, That's all. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Of course. You're not a, you're not an active listener. Me, I don't watch college football. I know nothing, dude. I know nothing about it. No, it's not college football. It's when your team is playing somebody that happens to be on the actual Zoom. I just, look, I'm excited, right? And some people say, oh, you've never been there. You're right. We haven't. The last couple of years, we're moving up in the world. So, hey, that's what we're doing. We beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. No, Bang. No. Now, now we're going to Rose Bowl. Bang. So we're just moving up in the world. <laughs> you know, hey, that's what black folks do. We move up. So <laughs> sure. uh, hey, Why don't you coach? Would you ever coach? No. Too much time? A uh-huh. hundred hours a week for 120. Yeah. Nah, brother. <laughs> nah, that I don't like. That's that's why they can't find workers right now. That minimum wage is not for me. I need I need more money than that for a hundred hours. Hey, and it's expected too. Like if you don't do it, you almost get run out of the building. Like, hey, how much yeah. film can we watch? Literally, how much? Like, mo- first of all, if you if nothing good happens after midnight driving, how are you gonna watch film after midnight and still accomplish anything? <laughs> That's a great thought. Like yeah. I, you only could watch so much film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and and you can have a hundred plays, but if you call in the same four or five, it don't matter. Uh, well, you know, and also the coaches never see their family ever. You're talking about playing cards with your yeah. kids and stuff like that. Coaches yeah. don't do that. There's six months. They go into a cave of hibernation. Then Here, they got one month here's, off. Here's a question I got, AJ. Okay. Y'all had how y'all had all these plays, but at the end of the day, Mike Will, Dog Cross would be the go-to play, right? Like y'all had plays that y'all went to that no matter what exotic stuff you had, when it was two minute, it was like, Y'all run the same play over and over and over again. Would you yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. You can you come to expect to, to what's coming a lot of times, and the offense would too at times. Yeah. So. So you're right. I, I agree. Pat knows. I I hate when people overcomplicate things. I think football yeah. a lot of times is overcomplicated 
for like oh, yeah. simple, basic things. Coaches want to make themselves useful and make it sound like it's way more extreme than it really is. All right, let's make it this is. as simple as possible as we have to wrap this up. Utah State okay. getting six and a half points. Well, oh, Utah Who? State. Utah, no, no, not, sorry, sorry, sorry. See, University I'm, I'm of Utah. No, the Utes, dude. The Utes. No, the Utes. The Utes, dude. You, 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 Utes, Utes, Utes. Hey, don't throw the hooks up. No, no, that's not the hooks. It's a U's on his hat right there. There's two U's. There's two U's right there on the hat. Utes, man. Obviously, I was going to say the team that stinks, Utah State. Yes. Gets a chance to watch the Utah Utes take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Utah Utes getting six and a half points in the Rose Bowl. You don't need the points winning straight up, Steve? I'm not a gambler. Life is a gamble, right? Um, it <laughs> really is. Down, Pat. I'm going to write that down. Like, it is, a, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Especially so, now. <laughs> Life's a gamble. Yeah. So, listen, I, I just like the fact, you know, I'm willing, to, I'm, I'm willing to risk my belief in the school that gave me the opportunity. So that's all I'm saying. Do you need the six and a half points? Bro, when I look in the soul of a man, I don't need the advantage. I just look in the soul of a man. <laughs> all right, so you got the Utes. AJ has straight Ohio up. State. We'll have to yeah, figure up. out what is on the line. We can't thank you enough for joining us. we got to have him back. Hey, have Pat, to. we got to have him back then right after the game. January 7th. Abso- absolutely. Oh. And if we lose... You will not have me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tonight on camera, ladies and gentlemen, NFL Network analyst, legend, Steve Smasino. So sorry for interrupting, but the holidays are just around the corner. Are you looking for the perfect gift for your loved ones? The past year has taught us how important sharing moments with friends and family actually is and how hard it is to stay in touch when they're far away. Skylight is the perfect gift for that. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It sets up effortlessly in under six seconds. Just plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network, and enjoy. It's so simple that even my non-tech savvy mom and dad could set it up and use it. (laughs) You get it. It is very easy to set up. Multiple people can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It comes in a black frame and white mat, so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. Now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code McAfee. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code McAfee. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code M-C-A-F-E-E. Keep in touch with the friends and the family that aren't necessarily around every day with Skylight. Back to the show. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. Big day. We'll remember this day forever. Massive announcement made. And tonight is the night that the Hawk has arrived in the Super Boost department. Let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy this life. And I am forever indebted to all of you. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful December 9th. We'll see you tomorrow for a feel-good Friday with A.J. Hawk in studio. What? Should be a blast. Cheers.